Welcome to the Relatively Speaking Podcast, the podcast where all fandoms collide. I'm Matt. I'm Amanda. I'm Brian. Cassidy. Alright, so Amanda, want to start off with uh, your first news um, topic? Um, I'll let you go first. Me first. <laughs> well, I believe I saw something recently in the news that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are going to be rebooted for the third time by oh. actor-comedian Seth Rogen. Oh, no, a live actor? No, uh, it's actually said to be in a CG version mm. is what they're aiming for, but this is the third reboot now of the popular franchise, which uh, spawned in the 80s, I believe. I think it's... Uh, I'm sure it'll have a good bit of comedy in it with Seth Rogen behind it. Uh, will he stay true to the original source material? Will it be better than Michael Bay's versions of the two movies he did? I'm not so sure, but I'll be willing to give it a chance when it comes out. Anybody else fans of the Turtles here on the pod? I like this show, but I feel like they should just leave it. Wait, which show? Uh, the one on Nicktoons for a while. Oh, the 2012? Yeah. I like the newest one, Rise. I've seen a little bit of it. It looks pretty cool. The animation looks nice. Animation is super nice. I believe he's going to release his as a movie version, though. Is he voicing it? Like or a... is he just, like, writing it? What was that? Is he voicing anyone, or is he just writing it? So far, I just know that it's his production company behind it. I'm not sure about his role exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be released as a theatrical release, a la Sonic the Hedgehog, you know. Which was a big hit this year. I'm surprised it was uh, it made as much money as it did. What do you mean you're surprised? At the box office. Well, at first, uh, if you guys did, you guys see the original trailer for it yeah. <laughs> before they, yeah, <laughs> there was outrage over his design. Then they go back in for three months and re-release the new design that they had, and the movie just clicked after that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a that was a good part of them listening to the fans, I but that uh, was on purpose, though, low key. Really. Yeah, it's like, all right, we'll, we'll release this, this sickening version of Sonic that is insultingly bad, and then we'll hype, we'll get hype up for the redesign. Hmm. I know that's a fun thing to think, but, like, honestly, they had actual, real, legit merch for it and everything. Like, Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I feel like it was planned. Definitely but not. But see... I can't see them wasting that much money <laughs> and then going the back. It was worth it. There was it was all calculated. They're not stupid, so it was it was planned. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a lot of marketing dollars to waste though, Brian. I, I can't they see wasted it by releasing it. it. They wasted it by releasing it and then redoing it. So either way, it was still a waste. But they couldn't have calculated that the movie would be as successful as it was. No, Even because if it, if it was if it was already looking good, then no one would really care. But like people saying that it was looking bad, that may give more attention. Oh, so you're saying any press is good press, type of argument? Yeah. I mean, it boosted the notoriety of the movie by being seriously bad, and then they changed it last minute. Oof. Or not even like they already had the redesigns and everything. Like, like you think, like think about it. Redesigning an entire movie, like I think they just redesigned the character. I don't think they had to redesign anything. They just already had it made, and they made so like two okay. But if you look at the behind the scenes production, they even had like a little model that they had for keeping everybody looking at the same thing. And it looks exactly like the disgusting, like, thing that they have. Because <laughs> it was planned. 
mean? It's planned. So, of course, they're going to show you that to make it seem authentic. Okay. They're not going to do anything to, you know, you know, ruin their ruse they have you under. Okay. Well, I can see how that, that is a very popular theory. I can see how that's believable. I just can't see the CEO of a company. Believable? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's something that caught fire. You know, I've seen a lot of people uh, mention this before, how That's they can, how someone can buy into it, I guess. But, no, because they know very well the, the way people react to poorly made live action versions of animated things. So they knew, they knew what, like, they knew a calculated course to take just like, all right, we make it look bad, but then we change it or say that we changed it, even though it's like, pretty good already who produced that dreamworks was that a dreamworks production i mean unless you're like disney who's like the master of marketing and production i can't give any other company that type of credit because they're just they're just not as good they don't have the foresight or the ingenuity i think that was a genuine thing that they were going with there was fan outrage over that those first trailers. I just, I, ah, that's a hard sell for me. Same. But I can see how it's believable at the same time, so I'm not going to totally knock it. Maybe there'll be a behind-the-scenes docu on it one day. But yeah. Uh, I think I was talking about the turtles. Uh, got lost in the sauce right there. I also say that. Yeah. I think it'll be a um, worthwhile theatrical feature if they stick to a good model design. It should be interesting. All right. Uh, Amanda, what is your topic for today for the news. Oh, yeah. Whatever K-pop? Of course, my K-pop news. I call mm. it like the K-corner or something. I don't know. But, um, so, uh, the main thing I was excited about, um, one of my favorite girl groups, um, they're called Red Velvet. They're releasing, like, a subunit with two of the members. Uh, it's gonna be called Monster. And it's interesting because this same label already had another song called Monster from this other group, but anyways, it looks really good. I'm losing my mind. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it comes out tomorrow, so I'm pretty oh. excited. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's the main thing I'm excited about. And strangely enough, I was talking about Blackpink last week, but that song is in my head, and I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. They succeeded. Um, <laughs> but also something that's not K-pop related, but I'm excited about. We finally got the first glimpse of Sailor Moon uh, Eternal, which is like the dream arc that they never completed with Crystal. They're finally doing it after four years. Like I thought oh. it never happened. Uh, some people are complaining about the animation, but I don't know. I'm just I'm glad I'm seeing something. So, uh, quick question: Could you describe the animation style? I mean, I guess people say it's not as detailed as it could be. Like, mm. I don't know. You don't have to look at it because I'm not, you know, an art person, so I wouldn't be able to judge. Does it look like the original designs in Crystal, or it looks like the third season to me, but maybe mm-hmm. slightly different? I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. So, I'm excited. Cool. I'm of the opinion that, like, the less detailed Sailor Moon is, sometimes it can look nicer. Ah, I agree. That's a good perspective. Like, when it looks, like, the closest to, like, the 90s, I'm like, oh, this appeals directly to my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Crystal doesn't, doesn't really hit the same notes for me. Like, as far as the way it looks? Yeah. Yeah. Because they switched up the art style 
in like the third season because the first two everyone hated because it just oh. so I don't know they didn't look the way you would think they would look I don't know it looked plasticky like they're trying yeah. to make it close to the manga but I don't know the execution didn't go right Yeah. Very interesting. So sounds like it could be a winner. Yeah, but I have to wait till next year. (laughs) Oh, oh, I thought it was coming out this year. No, they just said, hey, this is coming next year. So Uh, Yeah. Yeah, probably because of the it may maybe it was gonna come out this year and then coronavirus got in the way. Uh, maybe, but it's been like so long. The last time they released something was 2016. <laughs> it's like they just put it on the back burner and put a bunch of Digimon content out. I don't know. Hey, let's go. But anyway. All right. Shout out to Sailor Moon 2021. Yes. Maybe. Right. Uh, anybody have any other news topics they would like to discuss today? No. All right, Amanda. Let's move into our first uh, regular topic for the day. Yeah. So uh, Matt had mentioned favorite RPGs. So thinking about your favorite one, what you think. Or you can look at it as what's the best RPG. You can answer it however you want, but I I tend to go for favorite because that's just me. So whoever wants to go first. Uh I know the one that would probably be really popular as Earthbound, but I prefer its spiritual successor, Undertale. Say what you want about Undertale, but it's a great game. And that's that on that. <laughs> Even though I'm not good at Like, I suck super hard at Undertale. Mm. It's so unfair. But yeah. Undertale. You never played Undertale before? I have not played Undertale. You should play Undertale. Don't look up anything about it. Just play Undertale. What kind of game is it? Is it like, um, is it on PC? Yeah, you can get it on PC. It's, I think it's on all consoles by now. Yeah, it's on Switch, I know of. Yeah. Can you give us a little synopsis of it, Cassidy? Sure. Um, you are a child. You fall down a hole in a cliff oh. and make some friends. <laughs> That's crazy. What? You fall down a That's hole? a terrible description of the game, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, can I get more details, guys? Y'all can both chime in. I'm going to sell me sell, sell our viewers on this game. Uh, why? I feel like that's enough. You, you know enough now. Okay, um... You make friends mm-hmm. with monsters that you meet in this cave, and your choices help to shape the narrative. Ah, okay, okay. I'm getting a little bit more interested. So, like, the more you choose to interact with people, like, on a certain level, the more it'll change how you experience the game. Uh-huh. If you go into it and you think, oh, I'm going to make friends, then you'll have a different experience than if you were like, okay, I've played an Earthbound. I know what to do when I see a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, kind of like a, you get to just choose your own adventure, but like, if you don't play it, uh, like in a certain way, then you won't get a certain thing. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. I like I like that. Seems like a worthwhile uh, look into. Yeah, it's great. 
If you're bad at bullet hell, though, you might shrivel like I did. (laughs) Oh, boy, did I struggle. Part of the journey. Part of the journey. All right. Next up. Hey, I did my thing. Don't look at me. Brian? I can't see anybody. Um, I need to go prepared. Uh, my topic was, uh, what is your favorite memory? Like, what's, what's the best time you've ever had? Oh, I, uh, we're still in RPGs. Oh, we are? Yeah. I don't think I have one. At least I never thought about it because I don't play them, really. Oh, oh. Mm, I like play like like website RPGs when I got bored in school or something. But other than that, I never really played them. Very interesting. Yeah, this is a first. This is a first, America. I'm cool with that though. You even your own drum. I guess like the games that are labeled as RPG don't aren't aren't even really RPG. Like um, Destiny, it's not really an RPG. Um, neither is Warframe. Hmm. It's it's more it's it's different when you can when you can pay your way to win. So I don't really consider those RPG. If you can. would you say something like Final Fantasy is? I've never played that. Uh, Pokemon. I guess, but I haven't played it enough to be a real fan. Ooh, fair enough. I'm trying to name the most popular ones. I'm thinking that you might have latched on to. Uh, okay, okay. Ah. No, I doubt you played that either. All right. I mean, I guess for me, I'd say my first experience with it was Pokemon Red back in the back in the day. I'm not going to tell you when. Pre 2000s. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it was everything. And Pokemon Yellow. Pikachu followed you around the whole game in 16-bit glory. That was kind of annoying, though. What? He just doesn't leave. It was just like, come on now. It was just like the TV show. (sighs) Pikachu follows Ash. Pikachu follows you when you're, you know, your guy or girl. Oh, no way. I think it was just a guy back then. <laughs> yeah. Did they did they change it for the new ones? Yeah. They changed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a minute. And I think they re-released it as on the DS as Fire Red and Leaf something. Green. Yeah, Leaf Green. And they did the Johto series, Gold and Silver. Yeah. But those games... Yeah, they were awesome, man. Raising my Pokemon's levels. Battling the best gym leaders. Taking down Team Rocket. (laughs) I gotta say, I think I really... I think I like the games more than the TV shows. Unpopular opinion. I feel like they took the narrative more seriously (laughs) in the games. Because Pokemon felt like a filler fest. Unless, like, they were doing something serious related to Team Rocket. But. That's my pick. Excuse me. Yeah. Amanda? Uh, I'd agree. Because I haven't played a ton of RPG games. But Pokemon was probably my first game. So, yeah. I think I got, was it gold? On the Game Boy Color. Oh man, that was a. But um, yeah, I just like how you can, you know, travel and get different Pokemon and just get better. Like you start at the bottom, you can work your way up. So, I think that's cool. Open world. Another RPG I thought about that we had, Matt. It was PC. It was Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Oh God. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a thing. Yeah, you could choose to be light side or dark side. Yeah, that affected how your story went. That was pretty cool. That was that is what I thought that movies that <laughs> that Disney was gonna do, but they doing something else. But that's another complaint. Uh, yeah, that, those were great games. It was mm-hmm. a four disc set on the PC. Yes, back when we had CDs for PC. Woo. We old. Mm. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, those yeah, those are yeah, top two right there. Pokemon and Knights of the Old Republic. Which I think has been has it been re released? I gotta check that out. What what counts as an RPG again? Mm. I think it's mm. um That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah, I just I, go by what they tell me. <laughs> yeah, like, I know some things are labeled as RPGs, but, like, I'm like... Yeah. Like, I you thought know? Animal Crossing was role-playing, but it's really not. It's it's life sim. Yeah, like, social simulation, kind of like The Sims and all that. What about Animal Crossing? I just said that! Did you not <laughs> hear what I just said? No. <laughs> I was reading something. <laughs> Look, the outrage in her voice. I just, <laughs> I just said that. I feel that. Sorry, I'm just reading the official definition of a role-playing game. It's kind of open-ended. Oh, enlighten us. Just like RPGs are. Yeah, it's a game in which players assume the roles of characters in a fictional setting. But I'm like, isn't that any video game? <laughs> <laughs> like, will you break it down? Eh. Doesn't you know help what, us much. You know, what RPG. Always wanted to play though. I've always wanted to play Space Quest. Space Quest. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, you uh, you play as this guy named Roger Wilco, mm-hmm. and you have to basically. Well, in the first game, the ship that you're on, you're a janitor, and it's about to explode because the aliens have invaded it because they want the, the information card. And so you have to get the card and escape the ship in time. But also, they're, like, infested the ship and there's, like, some puzzle solving. I've only ever seen it played, but I want to play it for myself. That low-key sounds like elements of Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> but anyway, that is interesting. Yeah, probably. <laughs> With that laugh. I'm just, like, I think it's funny how, like, everything has got, like, post-1980 is low-key based off of Star Wars. Oh, this was definitely like 1986, 1985. Oh, yeah. 19... Oh. Cool. Star Wars. That's interesting. Cool. Hmm. RPGs, man. RPGs. I don't know if it counts as one, but you have to, like, type, like, you know, get book that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it looks pretty cool. I think that sounds pretty interesting. Oh, wow. There's different classes of RPGs, too. I didn't, didn't really think about that. Fighter, assassin, mage, and archer type of RPGs. That sounds really boring. <laughs> Mage? Just all of it. All of it. Well, I guess the most popular one would technically be World of Warcraft. Yeah. That's like the OG. All right. Mando, what is our next topic for today? Yeah, second topic. That uh, was one Brian uh, mentioned. Want to bring that one up? Uh, yeah, what's your favorite memory? Favorite memory. Favorite memory. Old of you to assume I can remember things. <laughs> like, how okay. specific should we get with that? <laughs> like, I guess, like, oh, this one time, me and my dad went camping, and we had a good time. Like, anything. 
Wait, you've gone camping? No, I've never gone camping. Oh, man. We gotta go camping one day. I'm gonna have to take a hard pass on that. What? You don't want to see nature? Not really. Majestic glory? Not really. Oh. Man. Fair enough. So who wants to round off their favorite mem first? I'm not going again first. Krim? Hmm. My favorite memory. I guess it'd probably be for right now leaving my middle school. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Graduating that class or graduating from the school, I guess. Is it because you couldn't wait to leave? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Or maybe elementary because. Or elementary because elementary is worse than middle. Ooh. Yeah. I've never heard of that take on uh, the school system before. Yeah, because you get in trouble for anything. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, I saw Brian in class today talking. I was like, <laughs> like I'm like a seven-year-old kid, and you're calling my folks home because I was talking in class. Like, so, <laughs> my favorite memory, um, you know, on a lighter, lighter note, um, we used to go to the beach a lot um, as a family. We would go to um hilton head a lot yeah the resort yeah like cousins and things on our mom's side we would all just go down and just have fun i don't know we were just kids and having fun at the beach different time do you miss the beach i do but not enough to go Not that much. What a mood. But also, you've never been? No. Well, we've got a ticket. Wait, what? Real Cassidy? Yeah. Oh, man. No. Next summer, when the world is okay, hopefully. (laughs) It will be. We'll have to go. I've been on a field trip and I went to the beach. That was the only time I went. Oh man, once is not enough either. The ocean is very terrifying. <laughs> you probably feel differently, I guess, if you grew up on the beach or something. No, no one can like live without having a healthy fear of the ocean. Um, Honestly, you'd be surprised. Think about people These in surfers. the state. states. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they still get scared when they have that incoming tsunami or something. Dude, surfers will still be out there, too. They are about that life. Matt, what about you? Me? Favorite memory? Yeah. Uh, when we started the podcast. Mm. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. Uh, I guess favorite memory. I mean, that qualifies, I guess. That does qualify, yeah. I never thought we'd do this. And now we're super successful. Oh, yeah, we are Mm -hmm. so successful. Oh, my God. I know, right? Like, we got countries. (laughs) Whole entire countries. We got whole entire countries. (laughs) Population of South Dakota. Yes. All two people. That's major. I think Texas is out there too, listen. What? Yeah. Hey, y'all need to stay on lockdown over there, Texas. I ain't judging, I'm just saying. <laughs> stay inside or what? <laughs> stay inside and listen to relatively speaking. All ten of our episodes. We don't have ten episodes. What? 
Wait. For real? Yeah. That's awkward. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> I don't know how to I get noise. <laughs> oh man. I guess I could pick one more favorite. I guess when I uh graduated from high school? Yeah. Well, do we want to have a bonus topic? Wait, man, I thought you had a top uh was it Oh no, I'm thinking about last week. <laughs> Never mind. So I'm thinking of a number between one and one hundred. <laughs> yeah. No. Seventy nine. Um thinking about T V shows, like what you think the best or your favorite T V show of the last decade. So the 2010s, right? So. Okay, okay. okay. Unless you ask me difficult things, Amanda. Because that's my job. Get a different job. You're good at lots of things. And so talented. Oh, well, thanks. So don't make me answer this. (laughs) Try. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a cartoon either. What do you mean? That's all I consume. Well, that's not completely true. Yeah. I watch uh, shows that are made for 40-year-old moms. For what? For, like, the 40-year-old mom demographic. Cougars? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's it's, cool. I just happen to stumble into oh. them, and, like, they're funny sometimes. But, yeah. like, other times, you're like, I'm so uncomfortable because this certain thing doesn't need to be happening. I'm not going to say what the thing is. But, like, I know it's here strictly to appeal to them. But I'm like, I just have to sit through it. Okay. Well, is there a specific descriptor of said television show? Uh, well, like, uh, like, recently, I, like, tried to watch, um, what the heck is that new show? Um... I think it's called Bad Girls or something. Mm-hmm. And it's very much for like the 40 year old woman, def- like 40 and up demographic. And so you have like, like this really like glamorized view of what it means to be a suburban mom where they like get thrown into like this crime lord situation and they all deal with it really poorly and are, have no impulse control and don't really know what they're doing because they're white suburban moms who have never done anything besides like, Post the cheese tasting part. Wine tasting. No, it's worse. It's the cheese ones, you know. Or like it's not even sophisticated like wine. They just put out platters of cheese and they all sit around crackers and eat it. Sounds delightful. It is. Um, and so when they get into doing like the drug thing, it's like they're like fumbling really hard and like making irrational decisions. I don't know. It's all very played up and it's kind of stupid and it's a lot of melodrama. It's like high school shows, but like they get to swear, do swear words and like more sex. Uh, <laughs> uh, count me. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like it, that part, but like the melodrama could be funny. Anyway, I stopped watching that because I couldn't take it and it was getting annoying. Um, but I really liked Once Upon a Time. But it's oh. definitely what kind of shows sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it exists like just outside the era where that kind of stuff got really popular. Right. Yeah. What the heck am I talking about? Uh, Our favorite TV show of the last decade, or show of the last decade. Oh, those are my favorites, though. Um, I like Adventure Time. There we go. That is very popular. Brief synopsis for our fans who may not have seen it before. A little boy and his brother dog, that his brother that is a dog, he's a little yellow dog, uh, <laughs> do adventure things. You sure he's not yeah. orange? Whatever. I don't care what color he is. Um, and sometimes weird things happen. The end. Please stop making me synopsis. What was your favorite episode from that series? Um, 
I really like, um, oh, jeez. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know, for some reason right now, Three Buckets is in my head, but I think it's because that's the one I've most recently watched. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a perfect episode. But it's got like, it's got a nice character development for a character that we, well, he's like a version of Finn, but he's not really Finn anymore. And like, I don't know, that episode's really sobering. But other than that time adventure, the finale is definitely top tier. Oh, so the show ended great on a series finale. Okay. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Adventure Time has its fair share of problems with like, pacing and characters well sometimes characters like finn can be like a train wreck mm-hmm. like not even like a train wreck in slow motion like he's very like <sighs> and that's just because he's a little boy well he's a he's a kid like a teenage kid and so he's like wildly out of control emotionally and sometimes a little bit irrational but that's just how he is it's not because he's written badly he's written to be that way but like Sometimes you just have to sit back and watch Finn destroy his own life by his own hands, and it's really hard. Wow. <laughs> Very interesting. He'll just do things, and you're like, Finn, please don't do this thing. And then he just goes and does it, and you you just have to sit back and watch as things blow up in his face. Sounds like a great choice, Cassidy. It's got Everybody? like a narrative, too. <laughs> It's got what? It's got like a secondary narrative. Like there's like storytelling in the background. Oh. So like it's got like a very serious backdrop to it. Interesting. Yeah. Could you describe what what makes it serious? So like uh when you when you first like watch like an episode, you'll notice as the intro is playing is that there's like a lot of like war stuff, like there's like bombs and things and like it's a very post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get touched on too, too much. But, like, it's kind of just enough to, like, you, like, see it for how it is. And, like, there are some elements that tie into that. And you kind of like, get a little bit of the backstory. It's it's a secondary no- narrative. But, like, it's there. Very interesting. Okay, okay. Adventure time. Everybody check that out out there. If you haven't already. Seven. Verse five. Yeah. Season five. Cool. Good pick. Uh, who would like to go next? Is there just any show in general? From the last decade. Yes, yeah. sir. Cartoon, mm. live action. That's difficult. Oh, man, I think a really good, like, I guess if I'm, like, strictly, like, narrowing it down to, like, TV shows on TV, <laughs> it'd probably have to be um, Amazing World of Gumball, maybe, because, like, it had humor that was way out of the range of their intended audience, almost, like, like this, like it's a show that, like, it's like this clearly not meant for like a little kid to understand, like the kind of jokes, the sly jokes they like slip in. Mm-hmm. Could you give an example? I guess, like, it'd be like, oh wow, today's a really good day. Too bad I'm depressed, or something, or something like a kid would never like think about. Yeah. It goes over the head. Yeah, it's kind of like how some kids like Family Guy because they know it's supposed to be funny, but they don't understand why it's funny, so they laugh anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the jokes they do get, they're just like, oh, it's even funnier. So, like, if they're watching it with their mom or dad or whatever, and they laugh, they're going to laugh too. That's making I... them like the show. Yep. So I guess those jokes drew you in as a fan. Uh, wait, what? 
would you say like what was the premise that drew you in to be a fan? I guess it's kind of like um the classic you know cartoon duo with their fan like I guess like you have your two best friends and then you have their scenario mm-hmm. and that makes that makes their episodes I guess and it's like it's like this fictional but they try to sprinkle in like non-fiction things in the show like oh yeah they go to school oh yeah he's failing school because he's stupid <laughs> what was your favorite episode from the series uh, I think all the episodes were like their arch nemesis or something is there. Mm-hmm. Rob? Yeah, and every episode where Rob is in it, they're really funny to me. Because they don't even acknowledge him. Except except for like one time where he like really messes things up. But then like in the end, they have to like kind of like re- restart the whole thing. Like it never happened. And then, like, over time, they slowly, like, deteriorate, and it shows where, like, everyone starts hating them, and they become poor. Dang. Sounds harsh. Yeah. <laughs> what about that one episode where uh, they, they have to sell out in order to keep themselves afloat, and so the production completely starts to fall apart, and at one point, they're down to, like, uh, storyboards and sticky notes. Yeah. So they have to, like, make a commercial with, like, the burger place. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Did the series finale end uh, on a good note for you? Uh, kinda. It could have been, you know advertise better to where I actually, you know, be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Demon Universe is also good, but that ended recently, I think, too. Well, Steven Universe didn't end as recently. Steven Universe Future did, though. <clears throat> They're two different. Not really. Their advertise is two different things, and that's how they're marketed, so I'm gonna call, I'm gonna keep calling them two different things. <clears throat> All right, go somebody else. Fair enough. Um, I think my I technically really just like the first season, but the Legend of Korra. Oh. Oh. I, I thought it was just like a perfect season, and they were only going to do one season, but you know, popularity. And I don't know. I didn't mind some of the things. Money. That happened. <laughs> that happened, but I feel like storytelling could have been better at the end. I don't know. But I really liked it, though. I'm it. glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> what drew you into that series, Amanda? <laughs> well, if you like... asking why. <laughs> the Avatar, The Last Airbender, naturally you want to check The Legend of Korra out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, your female Avatar. That's cool. Um, yeah, I like the whole... Um, like the bending tournament stuff when they would um yeah that was awesome yeah I thought that was pretty cool like I just feel like the animation just kicked up a notch with that whole series yeah I my gripe with that series like the villains were so contrived I just uh, yeah it got a little weird I think. it became it, like the whole villain of the week type thing but villain of the season it was just like mm-hmm it felt like there was no real overarching plot. Well, so like it was only supposed to be one season. So they had to yeah. come up with a reason to make it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So what was your favorite <laughs> episode from the series? Jeez, it's been a while since I watched it. Um I don't remember. I don't know. I just I like the entire first season, every episode. Oh wow. Okay. First season. Oh man. Crimson, you alright? 
Uh, yeah, I was way over my head on this drawing. I'm doing a Min Min drawing because someone asked me to, and it's a lot harder than I thought. Are you doing a commission? Huh? Are you commissioning? Um, I guess I am, but no one's really asked me for anything. Yeah. It's a tough road. I just because I think it's just because I never really told anyone I am. <laughs> but yeah. I guess I I don't know how I feel about commissions because I make art for fun and I'd rather just give people it because I get the most enjoyment when you like what I make and like I don't I don't believe in monetizing your hobbies. Bump that show me the money. I know, you little capitalist pig. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> what? You're very hardcore capitalism sometimes, and I'm not down to clown. I don't know what you mean. Like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe you should just have something that you enjoy doing and just do it for yourself and others because it makes you happy and it makes other people happy. <sighs> Yeah, it's smucky, but, like, that's how I feel. So it means you have a good heart. <laughs> okay. Shut up. Oh, but back to Cora. Amanda, one more question. I'm sorry, guys. Um, How did you feel yeah. about the series finale? Because I asked everybody about the series finale. I told you I didn't like it. <laughs> I know, but I wanted more, you know. Uh, I mean, me, was it just like a, like, and, like, um, like, uh, what's the word where it implied that they're lesbians at the end? Mm-hmm. For that, like... No, dude, I'm so down. Like, you can call it out. Just call it out. It's bad writing. It's okay. Yeah, it was bad. Like, they spent the whole first season kind of playing it up. Like, oh, they're writing letters to each other. And, oh, Cora blushed. And it's like, okay. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, to be honest, like I missed out on like an entire worth season's worth of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt kind of like here's a nice bow, and and everyone can be happy because we have representation. It's like, but it it just wasn't done the right way. I don't know. No, oh. dude, I feel you. I'm like right there with you because I'm like experiencing that like really fresh with um hardly. Mm-hmm. Where it's like okay. So, the last episode of the season is that, despite Ivy's best attempts to try to stay with Kite Man because it feels like the safer option for her, she uh, it ends up getting messed up anyway. And this time, they make it so that it's not completely Harley's fault because every other time was Harley's fault. And if this time was Harley's fault, you definitely wouldn't root for her. But, um, so, Commissioner Gordon ruins the wedding. And... <laughs> Harley's trying to stop him from doing it, but it makes it seem like she's trying to sabotage it. So, like, everybody is blaming. It feels like they're trying to be like, this is what you were doing the whole time. You were saying that Harley is bad, but she's actually good and trying to be better. And, like, you're all these people who are doubting her, but she actually is good. And it's like, you you try to turn around two seasons worth of Harley. Harley being a total jerkwad in like one episode and I'm like not having any of it. It's whack. I'm not really in tune with the whole DC universe thing, but aren't there like two different Harley Quinns? Like like it's like it's like the Joker's Robin. It's there's just Oh yeah. Um she, her name is Punchline. And that Wait. Who? Punchline. Oh, that's that new character. Yeah, it's who he replaces Harley with. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's like... That's clever, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I totally feel you. Like, you're allowed to not like a ship simply because it feels like it was force-fed to you in order to be like, here you go. Are you? Do you feel better now? <laughs> I don't know. I feel worse. <laughs> but yeah. You're like, this feels bad. Can I please have another ending? Stop shipping Mordecai and Rigby. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Stop shipping Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, I feel like ship wars can really bring the show down. Oh, this is actually a tough one. Make it thrive, you know. Huh? Yeah, that's something I kind of wanted to, but well, I'll save that. The word of the day is catawampus. Good night. Yeah, uh, final thoughts? Um, my favorite show from the last Oh, yeah, but you didn't go. I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> oh, we forgot. All right, that's all we got time for. <laughs> I gotta force my way in this one, huh? Um, well, mine's not a cartoon. Um, let's see, when did it come out? 2016, Donald Glover's Atlanta. I think that was. Oh like, my gosh, I've seen parts of that show and it looks really good. It's huge, dude. Uh, do you have um? It's on Hulu, or if you got cable, yeah, I don't know. Like I stream. We stream. I don't watch Hulu. Well, I don't have it. I mean. Yeah, if you got FX or whatever, I mean, I'm sure it's anywhere on the internet. Yeah, that first season, oh my gosh, like it's just such a uh, you don't feel like Hulu is a scam, you know, like you pay for it, right? And then they still show you ads. Yeah, you have to pay more to get no ads. Yeah, yeah, you don't think that's a scam? I mean, there's an option to get no ads, but yeah. But you're still paying either way, and you're paying even more for a better experience. It doesn't make sense. Well, if you don't have oh, regular cable, it's a good option because oh, it's yeah. cheaper. So I'm surprised. Well, I'm not really surprised, but like, uh, uh, we still have cable here, even though I I stopped watching TV a long time ago. <clears throat> Right, but yeah, the show is just so great. Uh, it's about, I guess the setup is, there's this dude named Earn and his cousin uh, is trying to be a rapper. His name's Paperboy. He came up with his first hit. And the first episode ends up basically with everybody. Well, I don't want yeah, to spoil it, but it's just a really, it's like a modern coming of uh, age story in, the, uh, in Atlanta. And it's it's man, it's just a great show. I like the uh, the tone of it. It's a good balance between serious and funny, and it's very nuanced and like little things that you kind of got to read into more. You're like, wait, does this mean something, or maybe it means something else on a larger societal scale? There's a bit of surrealism too. Surrealism, yeah. Yeah, jump in, man. I'm like, you're good at describe. Like, how would you box Atlanta in? Because you've seen it. I mean, you can't really put it in a box because it's got different layers. Like, you could have one episode that's like totally like there was one. It's just like ads, like commercials, and like it was a TV <laughs> show. So like, there's yeah, no formula was- to Atlanta. Like, it's kind of like whatever. Donald Clover wants to do. Yeah. I've heard people describe it as like the Black Seinfeld because it's a show about nothing but like something at the same time. Black Mirror is also a really good show. I don't think enough people have seen it to know that like it's like kind of like it, it applies to today's world mm-hmm. and the, in like the next the I guess the more time goes on the closer we are to Black Mirror. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. An apocalyptic wasteland, maybe. Well, also, Love, Death, and Robots is a lot like that show, too. I'd argue we're in a semi-apocalypse right now. We're getting there. One foot in the door. Get professional help. I'm drawing Min Min in the style of Garfield on accident now, and I can't stop. (laughs) Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Garfield. It was a complete accident. Oh my god, I hate my art right now. It's actually because Where's my Lasaga, John? Because okay, so like whenever I, I make content, quotation marks around content, it's like I just feel like I'm handing people garbage, like my garbage. Like I dug around in the trash for a while and I said, Here you want this banana peel that's been sitting here for two weeks? You know? 
because I'll post stuff way after I draw it, and it feels like it's rancid now, like it's bad content. Mm. Objectively, I do make bad content, and mm-hmm. I kind of write off that, but at the same time, the crippling fear of making things that other people will see is really starting to make me feel kind of nauseous, and I hate it. So your main thing is you don't like being, like people seeing your art after it's been a while since you've done it? Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, I guess I can understand in today's time how that can be a thing. But, you know, you got to think about the greats who never even, like, sold some of their work and doesn't get recognized till way after they die. Oh, God. <laughs> is that where I'm heading? I, <laughs> I, I don't think that's ever going to happen to me because I just make fan art. I can't remember the last original thing I drew. Well, that's not true. I draw original things all the time, but they're just throwaway exercises as, like, a way to, like, practice. I was still, like, kind of searching for inspiration for characters from my comic, and I just got one yesterday. Like, uh, like my friend, like, took a picture of, like, his new, like, hairstyle. I was like, oh, my God. I know what my next character is going to look like now. It, it just kind of happens. So you just gotta you gotta really like wait for inspiration. You can't really you can't force it too too much, or otherwise you get you go either one or two ways. You get demotivated or you get inspired. But you know what I'm telling. It just kind of happens. Yeah, which is like the weird thing about art because like waiting for inspiration is the stupidest thing ever. It's horrible. It's not a way to live life. Don't do it. Just keep making things. Whenever you feel like it. Don't wait till you feel like it. Just make things. Just because you can. I think Brian has to go now. So I guess this is the end. Yeah. But just create things. With your own hands. For your own satisfaction. You don't have to show it to anybody. You can just keep it. Free. Mm-hmm. Sounds like some good advice. Oh, yeah. What about you, man? Have you been drawing? Have I been drawing? Uh, Perhaps. You should definitely, definitely, definitely get into digital art. I got to get a digital device. (laughs) It's not that expensive. You can find one on eBay for maybe, like, I guess, maybe $50. Like, the one I have is a pretty old one, but it works really well. Uh, I can also, I can also spare some extra nibs because I bought a ton on Amazon. Speaking of that, my nib is almost like literally in my pen. I need to change it soon. Yeah. So if you get a tablet pen, do you have a computer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all you, that's all you need is tablet pen and computer. You don't even you, like. I guess like you don't. You never need a super expensive drawing tablet or anything. All you need. Is mm-hmm. a computer and a tablet, because then there's yeah, just, yeah. there is yeah. a ton of free drawing application. I use Medibank, and I hate using anything else now. I was like, you know what, it works for me. I don't feel like I should try to upgrade to anything else because I don't feel like I'm. I feel like I need to. the The brush, I guess, the brush correction is really easy to manage. And I guess I just know everything is. It was kind of really user-friendly. And, Hmm. you know, I don't need any other brushes other than a pen. Because, like, I I never, like, really worked with, like, textury kind of stuff. Or, like, uh, I don't know explain it. Also, like, the pencil is really good. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you ever get one and, like, you start starting, I can, like, give you all sorts of tips and whatnot, and, and <laughs> listeners too. You know, you know where to find me. If hey, you, plug your plug your thing. They don't know. You got to keep them uh, Crimson underscore RX. Just you know, DM, DM me anytime you need any digital art help. On what platform? Instagram. Oh, also, I'm making uh, Persona still for our Instagram. It's going to be up soon. All right, sounds good. I'll send in the login info and. Everything to you guys so you can share it wherever you need to. Cool. Sounds good. Amanda, want to plug anything else off uh, what our listeners are looking like these days? 
I thought I already mentioned that. You kind of oh. did oh. in the middle. Yeah, um, you know, the same countries I mentioned before and recently, um, I think Germany and Ireland is out there too listening. So, shout out <laughs> to Europe. Wow, that's pretty far-reaching. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, what's the handle? At relatively underscore SP. Woo! The official podcast. We gotta get that blue check marked in. <laughs> no, that's way too much trouble. I like trouble. You have to show your ID. What? Yeah, dude. You have to like send in like a ton of paperwork. Sheesh. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. All right. Any closing remarks? No. Uh, no, no. We already got the word of the day. And, uh, so I don't want this. It's going to be the last thing I say before I croak boat. Um, oh, yeah. I guess um, if you're struggling with anything, it never hurts to work on the basics. That's actually the first thing you should definitely do is just work on the basics, especially proportion. If you can get, if you can get at least proportion correct, all your drawings will look flawless. That is very true. I had a uh, professor say something in a similar vein to me once. Astute point, Crimson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, draw whatever you want. You're fine. Have and fun. then after proportion, I guess you, I guess don't worry too much about background, but worry about composition. That's a big thing because you want to like what you want to like emphasize what you want to be seen. So you want to draw it that way. Oh, so you mean like tangents and stuff, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want some, yeah, make your drawing pop. You're like, oh, I want, I see it, but I want them to see it too. And it also depends on what platform you put it on too, because people have different attention spans on different apps. Like you put on put it on TikTok, it'll be a little bit longer. If you put on Instagram, it'll be like short because people are scrolling. You gotta do something to catch their eye. Um. Snapchat is basically all the people you know or don't, whatever you route you went on. Uh, Tumblr, Cassidy, can you tell them what it's like? I don't really know. Uh, you, you can get people to look at things for a while on Tumblr because people are prone to stopping and staring because mostly there's like a train wreck going on. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, you're scrolling on Tumblr. You'll be scrolling and you'll see like a cool picture and you're like, oh yeah, let me stop and like this real quick. And then maybe you'll scroll back up because the name is at the top of the post and you like decide that you want to follow them. So you have to scroll back up and then follow them that way. And then you might end up in like an endless scrolling kind of thing. So you just go through whatever they have or you can look at like their most popular pieces if they have it activated and you can scroll through that. So there's like a whole bunch of ways to get stuck in a click hole. So, if you're scrolling past art and you see this long post and all of a sudden there's, like, some really outrageous thing at the bottom that, like, catches you, you have to scroll all the way back up to read the thing that that triggered that one specific thing that caught your attention. And, like, people make a lot of use out of, like, those ten photographs you're allowed to have. Like, it's kind of wild. And people, you can you can definitely have people's attention for a while. And also, there's a situation with their tags, with like people saying things in the tag instead of like on the post. And you can expand those. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, so you're definitely gonna get people to like look at it. Especially when the platform is mostly reliant on reblogs. So. Mm-hmm. Which is. Right. You take other people's content and you put it on your page to display. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's not like Instagram where, like, you look at a post and then you, like, put in your likes and then you're done with it. It's like you can put that on your blog and be like, hey, look at this thing that I'm into. (laughs) You know? 
Yeah. I feel like I am talking too much again. I'm sorry. What? what yeah, you're thinking? good. You're good. You're good. You're good to go. Amanda? Yeah? Uh, Brian's gone. Yeah? Mm. Well, time to wrap it up. Hey, everybody out there. Oh, yo, go check out Atlanta on FX. So that way we can get a season three soon. But anyway, this has been Relatively (laughs) Speaking, the podcast where all fandoms collide. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, yeah. See ya.